Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. Ah, it is another edition of Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast, the Wesley Bryan round. And I will tell you, you will want to hear the conversation we had with him. <laughs> you, you just want, you want everyone to hear the argument that happens at the end of this. Yeah, that's because Wes is. and I were on the same side of it. That's exactly why you want everybody to hear But some of the stories that he tells about coming up through the tour, <laughs> how he became known as the trick shot guy, it's a really fantastic conversation, and you're going to want to stick around for that. And as always, we appreciate you downloading and subscribing to Maddie and the Cat of the podcast. We've had fun doing this the last few weeks. And, you know, there, there's been a couple of things that, that when you look at golf and the trends, I said this going into the Masters. Which, by the way, there may or may not be a lost episode of Maddie and the Caddy at the Masters. What? It might be out there. And it might be on John Daly's bus. What? That's neither here nor there. That was parked in Hooters' parking lot? Maybe. But. And and someone's dog? Was it Ron White's dog? That would be They're, Ron White's bulldog. Maybe. Maybe. We don't maybe. know that it happened. Well, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Did it crop dust you? <laughs> also a maybe. <laughs> we don't know if that happened. But one of the conversations that may or may not happen on an episode that may or may not exist was the collection of of legends, Tiger, Phil, still competitive with the young up-and-coming stars. Mm. And how golf is one of those great sports where they can merge. We talked about that with Jack earlier on the podcast. And that's just kind of a trend in golf right now where we have some older guys playing really well and some younger guys playing really well. But one of the one of the trends that recently has picked up some steam because of the Justin Thomas incident, the players, and then most recently at the U.S. Open, I can't figure out how I want to say that these people who are yelling during golf tournaments, they're not, they're not funny. And they, they actually drive me nuts. It is a, it is a huge pet peeve for people that love golf. Even people that aren't golf purists. Okay. Look, even people that aren't golf purists, my thing is I need to understand why you would want to do something like that. So the first thing is, if you're on the tee mm-hmm. and it's a par five yep. and someone hit the drive, to yell get in the hole, doesn't it just doesn't make any sense. So not only is it not funny, like even if you think your friends are at home watching, it wouldn't be funny to them because they're not going to go, hey, that was Billy like yelling that out and he sounded stupid. I don't I don't think I don't know that people I guess I should say I'm confused because I don't know if people are yelling stuff like that out because they're hoping their friends hear it or are you DVRing it and then you want to go back and rewatch it and hope you hear yourself in that case why not yell something one of the funniest ones that I heard was the guy makes contact with the drive mm-hmm. and all you hear is yelling something random after contact and I was like, that is pretty funny. See, I busted see, up laughing. That is creative and see, funny. That's what happens is because I find myself, I feel like I'm old white guy now because I'm sitting there watching the tournament. because I'm older than you. You're right. <laughs> and I sit there watching the tournament. I'm like, these idiots, these morons, they're just acting stupid. They're being drunk and they're just not making it fun to watch. But then inevitably Dustin Johnson will hit a driver and some dude will yell Paulina and I'll laugh. <laughs> So that I takes you back to the ASU days. Exactly. And I don't know what to do about this. I feel like as a as a listener of Maddie and the Caddy, I think we need to come to a consensus some way or another of do we like this? Because I'm leaning towards I hate it when Brad and Chad 
are yelling stuff during tournaments because I think they sound like idiots. But the, it all depends on what you yell. Oh, so now, okay, so where are we? Because I feel that as a podcast, we need to get in the bunker together with this. Yeah, and I, I think feel we the need same to, way, but we, the, we need to come to an agreement. I, I'm not going to go on with this with you if we do if if we're okay. split. All right, so what's the official agreement of Maddie and the Caddy on idiots yelling? Well, no, no, it's what, it's what. Here's my thing. Right. I'm willing to listen. Listen, if you if contact is made and you yell, get in the hole. Get out of the pro- get off the of property. Okay, so get we'll, out of the we'll get our golf course goon to take him out. Get yes, if you yell mashed potatoes, get out. Time to go. Like get hit with the driver if you yell mashed potatoes. Yes, if you yell Baba Booey. Get get if you yell Baba Booey. I want to take a full swing with you standing ten yards away with a seven iron and a golf ball. Do you are you? I might have some temper issues today. I was going to say. That was you pretty are. aggressive. Yeah, it was. But Bob and and Boy, here's the thing. I'm a fan of Howard Stern. Love Howard Stern. That's not the point. Oh, okay. Because I was I was no. wondering if you had some, like, no. if there was an issue there. You think I'd have the stones to come out and say that I had something against Howard Stern and have that on the record? Well, I, I would. I mean, I don't. I, just I would did. if I, you know me, I don't care. But, I, I, I mean, I used to drive for a living way, way back in the day Wait. when I was I worked for a delivery service, way messenger service back in the day. I know, man. It was a long, long time ago. Yeah, you were a courier. I was a courier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My my, my my route was Lancaster to Philly. I had to Philly and Lancaster. I used to deliver courier stuff and then pick up stuff around Philly what and drop it. What were you picking up? What were you delivering? It was mostly letters and stuff. It was like I, I don't know corporate stuff. I never really read it. I never looked at <laughs> you stuff. go grab these letters. Yeah, it was like so. I would have we would get I would get there at like five thirty in the morning, and I had like a pickup truck that was covered, one of the covered backs. Yeah, and then they would have all of this stuff, and I would have a list of where I had to deliver all the stuff down in <laughs> Philadelphia. So I would drive down to Philly, drive around downtown Philly. Then I had like two hours for lunch, and then like <laughs> two o'clock in the afternoon, then I would go back around. And they would, you know, pick up all these packages and then bring them back and deliver them. There were packages I had to deliver on the way in between Philadelphia and Lancaster. So some places would like, hey, take this to such and such office here in Bryn Mawr, wherever. So were you always on time? <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Come on, man. Cause you're, I got the packages there. You're highly unreliable. What? You don't text in a timely manner. You don't answer your Hold phone. On. I text in an, in a timely manner, and I do. I will always call back if the phone doesn't ring. I am the worst emailer in the history. You're awful at that. I yeah, and I admit that. Like, which is ironic because you were delivering mail at one point. Yes, yes. So the funny part too is when I first got the job here. Yeah. At in the old building four, it was all cubicles, and one of the things I asked was, I said, "Hey, if you have a question for this person right there, do you email them?" <laughs> and this woman named Gabby. See, yeah, of course. I was like, "What? What do you mean? Like, you don't just go poke your head over there? Hey, man, what time is blah blah blah? No, no, we got you got an email." And I was like, "Oh, just I'm just going to be a problem. It's going to be." A problem. Why are you so bad at it? At emailing? Because it's not hard. Yes, it is. And the reason that it's hard is because how do you know when you got an email? You have you to check be- your phone. It's on your phone. Yeah, exactly. And you know what I want to be doing all the time? Staring at my phone. That's funny because you're always posting Instagram videos. It doesn't look like you have a hard time doing that. Y- you know why? Guess what I did? I took a video, which meant I wasn't staring at my phone. Okay, so when you're taking a video, what do you shoot your videos on? Your phone. On a camera. I'm not reading email. 
I'm not going to be reading the email and be like, oh, man, I should have my camera your on. Your email should be on your home screen. It is. So then how come you're not checking it when there's a red number so on you just it? Held up, you just held up yours right now. Yeah. And how many emails? Did it, yours did zero. zero. There because zero I keep my inbox emails. clean, yeah. sir. Here you go. Tell everybody how many are on mine. 337, <laughs> and I'm going to freak out. <laughs> I'm going to flip Look, like... Rain Man right now. Ah! I'm telling you. <laughs> Maddie saw 337. You're slapping your bald head. Like, I'm going to lose it. Clean the head. You know what I mean? I can't go on that airplane. (laughs) I can't. It makes no sense. How were you a courier? What did you wear? You know what? I wasn't delivering phone messages. I was delivering like, and if if I show up as a courier with a with a piece of mail, yeah, you're probably gonna open it because it was sent by me, this courier, for a reason. <laughs> it wasn't sent regular mail. So were so, you an independent proprietor? Like, no, you, no, it was called oh. the place was called Way Messenger Service. I think they still <laughs> exist back there too. Oh man, I only worked I only worked there for a couple months. And how, then was, how I fell it? asleep one time. <laughs> Wait, you did what? I fell asleep. I fell asleep. Supposed to be a two-hour lunch break, and your boy slipped a little. You know what I mean? Was, How the hell did we even got get comfortable here? in that pickup truck? It's a nice park. It was a good day that day out there. Going down and, so everybody called the cops on you. Yeah. No. How did we? How did we get here? Because we were talking about yelling <laughs> things out, and then yeah, what naturally. happens in people on phones and all that kind of stuff. So what's our stance on it? Because I, I, I wanted to dedicate the first part of this podcast before we get to the Wesley Bryan conversation about the heckling on on tour. Because I think it's gotten out of hand, and I think it's embarrassing. I here's the problem. I'm I'm okay with what the fan did to Justin Thomas. I'm not okay that Justin Thomas had the fan thrown out in that situation. I am. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not okay. I'm not okay with these all the young guys now that want. They hey man, we're all athletes. And we hang out and you see us on the football field on the side representing my school and talk about my football team all the time. But yet you want to be, you want to be seen as an athlete, but then you, you got, you ain't got the moxie of an athlete. Nah, you can't have it both ways. I'm sorry. You just can't. Like if you want to, if you want to be an athlete, then have the stones of an athlete. And guess what? Like it's a basketball though. players and football players. They get heckled all the time. There are people sitting courtside by basketball games, and you still got to make those free throws. You still got to do that stuff. So now here's why I do have a problem. All right. I got a problem if you say, if you use bad language and inappropriate language. Like at a football game, and I had my kids at a football game, and there was a guy sitting near us that started using bad language, and I stood up, and I looked at him, and I said, do you want to stay or do you want to go? <laughs> and I looked at my kids, and my kids were like, oh, they had never seen me act that way. Yeah. But I mean, I basically told a dude, like, if you're going to do this in front of my kids, you're leaving. And on the back of the ticket, it even says. If you and use how that did kind he of react? Be- yeah. And so. How did he react? He looked and was like, oh, oh sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't, I didn't know it was a problem. And then he was muttering the whole time, like, can't believe this guy's not okay with this. You got a football game. You should expect to hear stuff at a football game. No, my kids should not expect to hear that stuff at a game. Like, you can cheer for your team. You can boo the other team. What you can't be is stupid. And if you have to use curse words to try and insult people, then you're stupid. So be more intelligent. I agree. Come I agree with, with everything things. you said. So I, with, I'm most one of those people that don't think that just because one of my biggest pet peeves in sports is like, oh, I bought a ticket, I spent my hard-earned money, I can act how I want. No, you can't. To a certain, you know what? To a certain extent, I'm cool with that. You are. Yeah. Are look, you cool if someone comes to your job 
and you know what gets people into don't your have to, inadequacies? You know what people don't have to do to come to my job? Buy what? a ticket. You don't have to buy a ticket to come see Thankfully, me. Thankfully, because we would never sell out. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have a lot of hecklers. Our you know arena- what? You're talking to a comedian. You're talking to a guy who did stand-up comedy before. So if people paid money to see me on stage be funny, and sometimes people would pay that money, they would sit down, they didn't want to hear what the heckler had to say, but sometimes people would have a little too much to drink. My whole thing, what was funny to me was, it normally happened with guys that were usually with that have been dating a girl for two and a half to three months. And the girl has always been telling him, you're the funniest guy I've ever been around. Oh my gosh, you make me laugh so hard. Then you go to a comedy club and you're sitting and she's, there. With, she's dying, dying laughing yeah. and you're laughing at first. And then you're like, hold up. Bless you. <laughs> play by play of the latest inside Maddie and the Caddy podcast. Michael Collins might die. I know just like that. Right. You got choked so, up reliving the past. I know. Just thinking about doing comedy again. I miss it so much. Um, After your days as a career. Yeah, this is true. But my point is when you're sitting there and have had a few drinks and now the person sitting next to you who's told you how funny you are is laughing harder at somebody else, then there's a part of you that kind of goes, hey, I'm funnier than this dude. She told me so. Well, probably in your head sounds like, you laughing at him for? I'm funnier than he is. Stupid. I'm going to get him good. I got to show her who the man really is again. So, And then they yell at you. And then they yell at me. And then I yell something back. I don't yell, but, you know, I'm a professional and I have a microphone. I'm probably better trained at this than you. And that's how I feel about golf hecklers. They're, if you say something about a man's family, if you say something about their children, if you say something, if you use inappropriate language, mm-hmm. you got to go. Now, what's the worst <clears throat> thing someone's – I want two-parter. Worst thing someone yelled at you, heckled you while being a comedian, and the worst thing you heard while caddying on tour? Wow, man, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know that there's a worst. I've heard horror stories and I've seen people get mm-hmm. heckled really bad, but I've never had anybody shake me up by, with a heckle. With a, I've never had, I did, I did, I've had a drink thrown on me. Um, but I was doing a bit. I jumped down and was doing a bit about cats and some lady got mad and threw a drink on me. Why? Cause she was a cat lady? Yeah, I was doing a thing about how cats, when they go to the bathroom, when they come, when they're finished going to the bathroom, there's always a little extra, and that's when they want to rub up against you, <laughs> kind of. So anyway, you, you know, never from like yeah. the cat people are passionate. Don't ever go in on cat. I have a cat. Whatever. You're a cat person. No, but I have a cat. Oh, okay. How funny is that? Right. But my cat thinks he's a dog. Anyway, yeah, that was yeah. I never. I never got shook up by a heckle. I did get shook. I got shook up by a compliment on stage. A woman yelled out something that was, um, would today be considered inappropriate. She complimented you. I took it, I took it as a compliment. Mm-hmm. So, so it probably wasn't. It was, huh. it was a compliment. It was nice, but it kind of, it threw me off a little bit because she was not paying attention to my face or what I was saying. Oh. She, was, she wanted you for your body. She was which had never happened before. <laughs> so it shook me up just a little bit. So she threw you off your game? Oh yeah. And so I you, never wore those jeans on stage again either. Oh, it were it was jeans. Yeah. What like were they Jordash? What they were, were they? Yeah, they were let's just say uh 
they were tight like the guest jeans back in junior high. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, she, and I didn't. And think that was about her, that it. was her thing. I don't I guess so. Did I she don't wait know. for you after the show? No, she didn't. No, her friends did. Were you married at the time? No, no. Oh, you weren't. So oh you were gosh. you were single comedian wearing tight jeans, ready to go. I, I was not ready to go at the time. No, <laughs> no. But that's and that's why it shook me up. So <clears throat> the worst heckle as a caddy. Um, was was someone from the crowd yelling, "You're you're a horrible caddy." Oh God, that's brutal. Yeah, and it was after <laughs> it was after we made a boat. It was I think we made a double. We made a double, and someone yelled, "You're a horrible caddy." And I was like thinking to myself, it was the first time someone had yelled at anything at me as a caddy, and I just kept thinking to myself, I didn't even hit a shot. Like, yeah, you guys do- have nothing to do with it. Nah, you shouldn't. Because if we if we keep the Jack Nicholas. Theme going, it's show up, keep up, shut up. Right. So that should be your job. And okay, I so have never as a caddy looked at a player and went, hey, normally here would be the eight iron, but because you're going to snap hook this one hardcore, we should hit the seven so you can snap hook it in the trees perfectly. Never done that. No. You should. <laughs> no. So before we get to Wesley Bryan, what's Maddie and the Caddies podcast and our listener? What is our consensus so we can set people straight now with being – a member or a patron in a gallery during a pro golf tournament. <sighs> what is going to be our official decorum? Just okay. Don't yell out right after contact. Okay, I can. I'll sign up for that. All right. Don't yell out I'm after not, contact. I'm not, I don't know if I'm all in with that, but I'll go with you. Be rowdy when it's appropriate. But when then is it appropriate? Long putt, great shot, a normal sporting activity. When something great happens, applaud. Okay. Don't no, yell. No, be just rowdy. To, be rowdy. Be don't rowdy just yell to yell. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'll give. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. How about this? We'll ask Wesley Bryan coming up next what he thinks about people in the crowd. Uh, also, some stories of what it took to get to be a PGA pro, and did he flirt with death on the road in a hotel room? Oh my! That coming up next on Maddie and the Caddy. As promised, Tour Pro Wesley Bryan kind enough to join us the week of the Travelers here on campus at ESPN. And, and the first question I have for you is: I was doing Sports Center at the time, and the Caddy was your tour guide. How did that go? <laughs> Bruh, it, you know, Michael's one of those guys that uh, would be referred to as a tour guide when he was caddying out there on tour. And we see how well he did there. It got him a, a job here in the studio uh, instead of doing that. No, he's he's good. We had a good time um, being able to see all the sets that you watch on TV every single day. It was pretty cool. What was your favorite one? Uh, I mean, I'm partial. I love the NFL. I'm going to go. The NFL Live Studio is pretty sweet. They would have stayed in there yeah. if not for another group that came in with little. And the only reason they got up it was because it was little kids. What? If it was adults that were coming in to see the NFL Live Studio, the adults would have just been standing there looking at him sitting there at the desk. <laughs> well, was, the, re- the reason we were in staying there is because the, the colors kept changing. <laughs> it kept going through all the teams. So you guys colors. were like children looking yeah. at the colors. Like, wow, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Colors all blue, red, <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> And it was probably it's green again. It was probably an actually sanctioned tour, which you did is actually against ESPN policy. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. The kids were probably a part of like an actual tour. They actually were. They yeah, they, 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 had a tour. <laughs> they were. But whatever. I love how you come to Bristol and you stick and move. You break the rules and then you leave. I don't I break what rules. I don't know what you mean. And I got to clean up your debris. <laughs> uh, I th- like that he called me a tour guide. Where he hits it in some of the same places that my guys used to hit it in, too. Shoot. And we would see wildlife. <laughs> Shoot. 
You know, this was actually a, a fun one for me to be be able to talk to you because one of my local TV stops on my way to ESPN was in Columbia, South Carolina. Mm. I worked at WLTX with the yeah. great Bob Shields. <laughs> Bob <laughs> Shields, he's a classic. Met my wife who went to South Carolina. She's a Gamecock. Met her in Columbia. So I, I, I go way back to the Columbia days. Spent many a hung o- hangover and money at the Village Idiot. Mm. What would what was college like for you out there in Columbia? You grew up and went to Dutch Fork, as I understand. Right. I yeah. went I went to Dutch Fork. Grew up in Columbia, South Carolina. Been a Gamecock my whole life, so yeah. it was an easy transition there. And as far as the Village Idiot and the bar side of things, I actually never went to a bar uh, on campus or just off campus until I was twenty one, and I only went one night for uh, one of my teammates that was turning i think 19 or 20 <laughs> went, went for his birthday party one night wait you at, never at, wait. At, this is a plug for pavlov's i don't know if they're you still went open. to pavlov yeah Pav- pavlov's is always still open so that was the <laughs> yeah. only bar you wait, went to yeah. while that was columbia. the only bar i went to in columbia and what? then once i graduated and got a little more sophisticated i uh would go uh we'd go to the vista every now and again oh it's where the adults yeah, hang out the, the vista five the points is for the college idiots. what did you do before though where did you hang out? If you I was ever- a golfer. Let's be honest. I didn't have that many friends. <laughs> I was a thanks, golfer. Thanks I mean, for being honest, man. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you were a golfer. So is, that's the way it was in Columbia. I'm a professional I was- athlete now, not just a golfer. <laughs> you notice he laughed when he said that, too. He didn't even finish the sentence when he laughed. It's football at South Carolina. That's one. Baseball's two. And now basketball's on the up. You're telling me golfers had no game in Columbia while you were there? I mean, no. No. A fo- football takes precedent everywhere. Especially you can, in the you, can be, you can be third string and you can still somehow. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to incriminate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he had high school football players that was jacking girls from. <laughs> well, you went. To- no, I've I, I, I had my wife. Now my now wife. Uh, we dated all through high school and through college, so it's not. Oh, oh now see, I went so on the search. Oh, that was the thing. Mine so you met her early. Yeah. And she hung with you even after you said, did. I'm, a, I'm a golfer, though, just so you know. <laughs> I said, I'm going to be a professional athlete, sweetie. You're going to want to stay with me. <laughs> You're going to want to buy low she and sell that high follow-up question. What sport? <laughs> now, most people don't know. If we're, if we're getting nerdy and local, well, you know, Dustin Johnson also went to Dutch Fork mm-hmm. High School. So what, what were the years with the two of you there? So when I was in sixth grade, I would – practice with the high school golf team but i wasn't allowed to play until i got to seventh grade when i was in sixth grade was uh dustin's senior year so i got to practice with him a little bit and growing up he grew up in south carolina or in columbia as well yeah so, um got to play and hang out a lot with him and his little brother we played a lot of golf together when we were kids the what I want to know is when did the whole Brian brothers thing start this is what for people listening to the podcast right now who might not know Wesley and his brother George became internet famous by doing trick shots. The Bryan brothers. If you, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen them, go check it out. Jump on YouTube. Check out what they did. And I was always curious, like, how did that start? What was the first one that you did that blew up that made you kind of go, oh, snap, we got something? I wanted to answer your question really sarcastically. You know what? I might as well do it anyway. So the Bryan brothers started um, March 26, 1990 uh, was when I entered the world. And I that was your I, hello world. I, moment? I, I was born into the world with an older brother. So at that moment with our last name, Brian, and we were brothers, that was uh, that's where it really. Ha, 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 mm. ha, ha. Um, no, but we uh, we started messing around. We actually were watching SportsCenter one afternoon and saw two kids have the top play as hitting a ball out of midair and it really honestly didn't look that impressive and the fact that it was number one 
on top plays, I was like, shoot, we need to go out there and at least try it and see if we can at, <laughs> at least make something happen of, of the sort. And uh, it turned out we I was able to hit the ball pretty quickly out of midair, and then uh, we started filming some videos, putting them on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and um, it, it blew up from there. I would say the first one that kind of got us on the map uh, we I think we made it on top plays yeah. center with a couple of them, but uh, George hit a ball from maybe thirty or forty yards in front of me and took off diving out of the screen behind a bunker, and it was at night and sent it over his head. And I think that was the one, our first one that made it on Sports Center. So how big did it get? Because then you start. I mean, right now you can be a, a YouTube star and a, a social yeah. media star. How big did it get? And who started asking for you? What was the ascent there? Uh, it. I mean, it didn't get overly crazy. We we had a couple videos go on GoPro's channel that got a few million views, and wow. we had maybe a few million views on our YouTube channel. Uh, got up to over a hundred thousand followers on Instagram pretty quick. And that was kind of where the money was going to be made is the social reach that we were beginning to reach. So, um, I mean, it, it didn't blow up like any of the guys, like you've seen dude perfect and all their stuff yep. and, uh, guys like Brody Smith or the F2 guys. Um, it, it didn't blow up that quickly, but, uh, as soon as we started to get pretty popular is when I got on the web.com tour and had to put that aside well that's the thing dude career. perfect all of those dudes that's what they do you were actually still trying to play golf professionally and nobody knew that and do this right right that's I, i'm that's another part that fascinates me is that whole where people will be like man the trick shot guy be like no i'm actually a pro golfer who just having to do a couple of trick shots mm-hmm. here and there like what was the hardest part of that transition Having to go from just being the trick shot guy to you're on the web.com tour. And next thing you know, you and George are, you're doing videos in the car. Hey, I just won, y'all. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. What, hold on a second. What, what tournament is that again? <laughs> right. No, I mean, George was caddying for me and we were still dabbling a little bit. I remember right after I won my first web.com tour event, we got in the car in Lafayette, Louisiana and drove through the night to Dallas. <laughs> and uh was filming a video with Brody Smith the next two days right after I'd won my first web event. And I'd pretty much known I was going to be on the PGA Tour at that point. So that was kind of the last video that we did before I set it down to really concentrate on my career moving forward. And uh it was definitely fun while it lasted, but I would much rather be doing what I'm doing right now. Now, what's the grind like for, for those listening to the podcast to get to where you were from, collegegolfweb.com, mm-hmm. now on the tour? What is that grind like to get to the, your point now? Well, there's a lot of guys that take a lot quicker approach than I had. I've spent probably three or four years out of school banging around on mini tours, and if you don't know what they are, you don't want to know what they are. Because, <laughs> no, we want yeah. I want to know the worst Mini tour, like hotel or sleep in the car experience. Well, I can tell you, I, uh, one, there was one mini tour event I played in and I had my best bud going to caddy for me just because he was really cheap. <laughs> I mean, free labor. And, uh, <laughs> I just told him I'd pay for his meal. So he's like, Oh yeah, I'll come. I got nothing else to do. <laughs> and we get to our hotel and there's, um, Let's say it's it's a less than stellar hotel. It's not a five star resort. Like an hourly motel. Yep. We, yeah. <laughs> we we got there in pretty late at night, and I had to. We barricaded our door. We shoved 
the desk inside the hotel up against the door. And about two or three hours later, there was someone banging or trying to bang our door down and tell us to open the door or else, basically. That was uh, the big bad wolf. Yeah. And uh, we just acted like nothing was going on. I looked outside the window and. We started pulling golf clubs out to <laughs> defend ourselves. I didn't know what the next move was going to be. Y'all had a Game of Thrones moment. I, it, I'm telling you, it was so. So you get the clubs out, and then what? Uh, after about three or four minutes, the guy just left. And did you sleep that night? Whoa. Absolutely not. We got <laughs> as soon as he was gone. I, I I had prepared for the situation. I had backed up right next to our door, and we just got to the course a few hours early. <laughs> And few, I, we got we got there at about one o'clock in the morning. We left at four. It, I mean, is that life on on mini tours? Or no, you, it's not that bad. That was an extreme case. But in terms of just you not spend, knowing, yeah, what's spend, next. You spend a lot of money, and you don't play for a lot of money. So you're out there just if you've broken even on the year from what you spend and what you make. That's a great year on the mini tours. There had to be a wow. time in that struggle that you thought about doing something else. Was oh, there? absolutely. I thought about doing trick shots and going back. Was, to- yeah. Well, that, well, that was the, that was our outlet to at least create some breathing room financially to continue to do what I wanted to do. So, um, in a part of it was a blessing. I was able to continue to not worry about money because now we were bringing money in on trick shots and I could spend that to go play in tournaments. And from there, I guess I got freed up enough to make it through Q school. And, uh, but yeah, many tours are no fun. What trick shot took the longest to pull off? You know, we didn't really spend more than... We spent about an hour on one of them. The one where I hit a basketball off the top of that patio yeah. into the hoop. I think that one made it on Sports <laughs> Center as well, actually. But it, it only took you an hour before you finally got it down? Yeah. It was like a 40 or 50 yarder with a slightly deflated basketball. <laughs> and how do you guys come up with these? I mean, do you sit around drinking beers, watching TV shows, do this? Uh no, it just kind of a thought would come into your head when you're out practicing or just hanging out at dinner. I'd just get a text from George. George, hey, I think we should. I think we should try this. I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> it was a, a conversation Michael and I had earlier in the podcast. I'd like to get your take on it. Going back a couple of weeks to the U.S. Open, and you're watching the U.S. Open, and you're hearing all these idiots just yell things. They know how to time it right. They know where the, the TV microphones are, and they just yell stuff. Take us inside the ropes as a player now where this has become a trendy thing. What When you hear people, I mean, what's your whole take on the now it's trendy the to whole yell mashed things? Potatoes. Baba Booey and all this stuff. I thought y'all wanted a hot take on the U.S. Open and course setup. But oh, I we're going to get to that. We'll get to that. Don't worry. We'll get there. Well, I, I mean, I think it's a little much. Sometimes people mistime it and they get you a little bit early. But for the most part, I mean, idiots are going to be idiots. And... As long as they keep selling alcohol at tour events, that's going to continue to happen. And I'm all for it. I think the tour has done a great job with the image and the direction they take. Sure. Those, those things. And, um, honestly, what they need to do is just superimpose sound. Like there, there's no reason those mics should be hot right there. There's, you don't, Thank you don't, you. you don't want to, Thank you, you don't want to pick up, uh, conversations of guys on the tee box. Like it's not, I don't think that's the most, uh, I, yeah, I don't. Oh, you don't. You don't even like that to where right. I can hear you. See, your exactly. I'm I, I don't, cool I don't, with the sound guy standing there with the big mic, and right. if he wants to pick up the conversation exactly. between player and caddy, cool. That's fine. But to not, just not have Mike sitting, everybody's waiting. Yeah, to just have Mike sitting there. Yeah, 
I don't. That's there's that is unnecessary. And then the fact that those mics are on, uh, all you hear is dink, and then a guy drop a f bomb or something, right? And then they have to be like, "Well, was, sorry, it was supposed to." Yeah, you were supposed and then to. You, hear you that. get that fine in your locker, and you're like, "Well, I mean, shoot, if the mic wasn't on, we wouldn't have to worry about it." Yeah, right. see, and that's the thing is because you hear. I'll make this argument all the time. I like, just act accordingly at a golf tournament, and people will come back and be like, "They don't act accordingly at football, basketball, baseball. Why does golf have to be so snobby?" What's your answer to that? Because I get what the normal fan is saying, but it's just it's a different atmosphere i I like the rowdier events like phoenix is one of my favorite events. yeah the they're rowdy it's fun it's more of an engaging experience whereas um and also i've played in a, a british open over there in england and they're more proper golf fans over there and they uh, are more polite they're quiet they're respectful uh they are more knowledgeable in my opinion they clap it more Good shots, then you get out here on tour. But see, they clap when you hit it to twenty five feet. It's because it's the right play a lot of the times, and yeah, especially Mike, over there, they, they understand. They, yeah, they they do. They understand <laughs> the game. I'm like some of us in the room, but um, <laughs> no, I, I like it. I, I think it's more fun. It's more it. It drives a more of a younger audience if you can get some more engagement. But you would agree though, there's there's a fine line between what we get at the don't Phoenix need to yell Baba Booey after someone hits a drive. Thank you. Or Bubba Long or whatever they're going to yell. Okay, how about this? Situation? Hey, someone at the players on number eighteen though. I'm I'm one of the guys that can affect the cut line when Tiger is yes out there waiting in the clubhouse. So it's me and Jordan Spieth and Justin Tom Justin and Jordan are in the group in front of me and. I'm right on it, and as soon as I hit my tee shot on 18, someone yelled, you suck. So, <laughs> really loud. And there's, I mean, I'm not one of the bigger names out on tour, so there's maybe 13 people watching me, and I, I know exactly who said it. <laughs> and we just watched him walk off with his backwards hat and his cigar. The, you didn't uh, say anything to him? I thought about it, but I mean... Wh- what are you going to do? See, okay, this is what I want to ask you. It's funny that you it's said Justin lose. Thomas. So Justin Thomas has that guy at the Honda, and the guy kicks him out. He should have gotten kicked out. Yeah, but the guy didn't say anything until after he hit it, and he didn't say anything until when Justin was walking up onto the tee box. He didn't yell to mess him up during his swing, and he didn't yell until the ball was in. He didn't say anything until, like, so Justin hits his tee shot, and the guy's going, get in the bunker, get in the bunker, get in the bunker. Right, and when he walks up onto the tee, he was like, "Hey, I hope you hit it in the water." Did did he uh, did he take a breathalyzer on his way out? <laughs> I'm just curious. I don't know if he took a breathalyzer. All right, because he was he was not <laughs> right. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that's a lot to me. It's a lot different than you start taking the club back or you're set over it, and then somebody starts going, "Oh, hit it in the water." Uh-huh. I hope you hit it in the center. I hope you hit it in the center. Stupid. Right? Like, that's a lot different. I mean, but golf is also not a game where you don't harass individuals. You harass teams more or less. In in team sports, you're pulling hard for one team and hard against another team. Uh, Golf, you You can't pull hard against other than the Ryder Cup? Right. I, I mean, don't know. There, I'm there's, asking. There's, there's, there's no reason. You you want to see a really good product when you're watching golf. You want to see everybody playing I great and agree with that. see who, who's best rises to the top. And that's fun and enjoyable. Pick your favorites, cheer for them. But I don't think you need to be rooting against vocally, especially at a golf tournament. All right. So Michael teased it a second ago with, <laughs> with the hot take with you in the U.S. Open. I know it's a couple of weeks ago, but we still like talking about it because it's the next major. Give, give us your, your take on, on, how Shinnecock Hills was set up? Uh, on Saturday, terribly. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason that 
uh, people that are in the first few groups going off and no, no credit against Tony Finau or Daniel Berger. They played great rounds of golf, but you should not leap the entire field. Two people that played in the final group on Sunday came from their couch. Right. They came from <laughs> one of the first groups off that just made the cut. That was, it, it got out of hand. There is, there's no reason for the USGA to continue to set up golf courses that are tiptoeing the line. Like, there's no reason to even get that close to the line when you have such a gem of a golf course in Shinnecock Hills already. And, uh, I mean, I feel like they would admit that they made a mistake. As a casual golf fan, I'm sure you enjoy watching people make a lot of numbers that you would normally make at your no. local country club. Well, no, I'm once, saying you're not a casual a golf fan. Yeah, this is you're, true. You're, you're, you cover the game, and I, I think you probably would agree with me. I don't, I don't think it was a... A great setup, but it's a phenomenal golf course. And if we're being quite frank, a lot of the people that you would have anticipated to be in the hunt to win a major were in the hunt to win a major. Great ball strikers at a U.S. Open usually prevail. Mm-hmm. Long hitters, that helps. And you had Dustin Brooks, Tommy Fleetwood. Um, you had all those guys up there at the top, and, and the cream still rose to the top. But I don't, I don't think the golf course was set up. Very fair at all. What about what Mickelson did? I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> kudos, kudos to Mickelson. He, he was, was he, me and you was in the same boat. I love Phil. Now, now Phil, okay, first sat. Let's t- Saturday first. What uh-huh. he did first? The balls getting ready to go off the green. I put it too. He, he fed up. <laughs> that was that was one way to send a message to, um, to some certain. Individuals that this course is not set up fair, and then when he celebrated for his far on Sunday, we, he gave his his classic fill. Yeah, I just won the Masters without the jump. For a I think far. you know it's been a few years. Maybe that was the jump. Maybe it was. <laughs> but I mean, that was what we were debating on on the podcast last week. Is that it was more of him just making a statement? It yeah. had nothing to do with him disrespecting the game. No. At least from my vantage point. No, there was, he, he shouldn't and. People were saying he should DQ himself. Well, you can't DQ yourself from a tournament. That was the the first problem I had with the people that were saying that. You can withdraw, but in order to get disqualified, that has to come from an official. Someone else has to do it. Right, someone else has to do it. Yeah. I DQ myself. I I, I DQ'd myself. Yeah, you mean you're going to Dairy Queen. That's about all you're doing if you're doing DQ to yourself. So now I want to talk about your win Mm, and and how, how that changed your life. Uh, because you're the one guy who, like you, you go from mini tour guy, trick shot star online. Mm-hmm. Now I want to be. I'm going. I'm really a pro golfer. So you go through everything again. Success on the web dot com tour. Get out onto the PGA tour, and bang, Hilton Head happens. Yeah. So what's that week like? Is it di- is it different? I'm always curious for guys when you got your first win and look back now. Did that week feel different? It did. It felt a little different because that was the only event on the schedule that I was extremely familiar already with the golf course. So when I showed up on Monday or Tuesday, I didn't have to go out and look at the golf course for the first time, trying to figure out all the little nuances of it. I played that course a lot of times already. South Carolina course. born Born and raised in South Carolina. and. So when I got there on Tuesday, I can just go out there and casually play nine holes and already know where to hit it, uh, know what's going on around the greens. And and also with it being my first heritage, heritage was 
the tournament when I was growing up. Like if I, if I could have chosen any tournament to win non-major, I mean, I'd take the Heritage over a Players' Championship in a heartbeat just because it means more to me in the only PGA Tour event that's ever been held in South Carolina, and it's been the one of the I think it's the second longest active running tour mm-hmm. events at a yeah, particular Harbor location. Town. Yeah, so yeah. and it's and it's on an iconic golf course that um, it's one of the favorites spots for sure amongst guys on tour. And uh, it was just one of those really really special weeks. As soon as when I when, whenever I got there, I kind of was already comfortable and. I jacked it in the ground my first tee shot, duck hooked it right in the water on number 10. <laughs> had to drop right next to a gator. And first shot first, of the tournament. First shot of the tournament right in the left. So excited, all my people in I here. Know. What's up, y'all? We're going to tear this up. Blue. Had everybody uh, yelling, yelling. Ball. go Cox. Yeah, we go Wesley. We're cheering for you. Yep, right in the drink. <laughs> drop next to this gator. Yep. Nice bogey to start off. But then after that, it was pretty smooth sailing. Are you uh are you and your wife familiar with the show Southern Charm? Oh gosh. It's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Yeah, come on. I mean that's that's Charleston, it's South Carolina. You don't like it? It's a Bravo uh, show. Are you aware of this show? I I feel it's South, my wife loves it. She's from South Carolina. She's from Greenville. The way he feels about that show is it's the way not- I feel about Amish Mafia. It's not authentic. Lancaster, what do you mean it's, it's not you. authentic? It's, Thank uh, you. But you clearly watch it. I mean, I I I've, I've, I have watched. It. Right, right. I do not. I do not. Watch it, I bet it. you when when that shows on, he is not in control of the remote. Correct. We actually we actually don't even have cable at our house. No. What do you have? Apple TV. What do you use? Apple your... TV. Yep. Uh, Netflix, Amazon Prime. You know, on Hulu, yeah, yeah. you can. I got. I got to say this just for the company's sake. On Hulu, you can also get ESPN. And the ESPN app, ESPN Plus. I got Plus, the watch. Yeah, I got the watch. ESPN. What is this ESPN Plus stuff? Oh, so just enlighten me. Oh, we're yeah. glad you asked. It's an yeah. updated, souped-up version of our app, and it's almost like we have our own programming Netflix on there. It's like an, it's 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 a Netflix for ESPN. So it's subscription based. Is that correct? Based? It's yes, it's subscription based. What's yeah. the what's, what's there's the original live programming? Sports. What's it cost? Four ninety nine a month. Four ninety nine. Five bucks a month. Is there a Michael Collins coupon code dinner? Yes, the caddy, America's caddy, and yours. Okay, <laughs> and then. Twelve ninety nine a month, <laughs> with not as much programming. <laughs> the other seven, less programming. No, but there's original programming on there. All of the thirty for thirties on there, and you can watch everything live. Okay, nice. It's we're trying pretty, to get. Sweet. We're trying to get Maddie and the Caddy the TV show. Will yeah. You, will you will you endorse that for us here on the podcast? Well, you'll be our first. Absolutely. You could be like our go to guy. He'd be our player correspondent. He could yes. do trick shots. You know, I keep asking Collins at these events. I'm like, whenever you need me to I know to talk we've been trying to coordinate doing air, some fun I, stuff. I can give some spicy takes, especially can, when it comes to golf. <laughs> give us one right now. Okay, give here you the, go. Here's the chance. Here's his so audition. Give me and you don't even have to throw the tournament under the bus, but just say worst experience on the PGA tour. That's not a, a hot tournament. take. That is a hot take. No, the hot yeah, take would be like, is Tiger gonna win another major? Yeah, you can't start talking negative about tournament because they're those are the ones that are paying say million dollars. We gotta work on your question you asking. Say the name. That's not a hot take. That's in a pit like a hot take would be like Okay, it, here's a hot take. Here we go. All right. Memphis in August for the WGC, it's gonna be freaking hot. There you go, see? That's a hot take. It's <laughs> gonna is, be awful. It's gonna be so muggy. That is not the, a hot take. That's like saying if you go outside and jump in a lake, you're getting wet. They, hot no, take. No, 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 it ain't that what, a hot what take. What they did is Memphis they, in August is gonna you know what? Satan will be there and be holding it. ice cubes cooling they himself it off. From June to, to August. August. <laughs> I know. I know. In no way will that be humid. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure Mexico is going to stay Mexico climate the whole time. Why not switch to Mexico and, and Memphis? So do you want, do you want great. to do TV? Uh, Are you, I'm, I'm starting to feel my radio flow right now. I think my, so. Uh, like, I <laughs> yeah, 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 he is. He's, He's settling in now. Yeah, I'll, I'll eventually, I'll for sure, see myself doing some type of broadcasting or covering of sports. I don't know if golf is necessarily my passion because I think, um, well, what is? I think NFL. I can dabble a little deeper in NFL than I can. Really? Golf. I told you he wouldn't yeah. leave that studio. Are you a fantasy football guy? Yeah, I am. Well, who's, who's your NFL team? The Panthers. Oh, you're kind of a Panthers mm-hmm. guy. Because when I was in Columbia, it was either Falcons or Panthers. And right. the, the problem is you get kind of torn when you get guys like Cam Newton that come in there that you hate so much in college <laughs> and you can't stand for anything that they've ever done. And then you've all of a sudden got to pull for it. He's, <laughs> he's got to be the face of the franchise. Now I love the guy. I, I mean, I I love Cam, but um, yeah, I'm a Panthers guy through and through. We got to get him on NFL Live one day. We could probably make that happen. We we can't, but yeah, we'll say we can. No, we know a guy that we. You know what? We know the right people that could, and we just have to ask them for a favor. You didn't take anything from the studio, did you? When you were in there. <laughs> I ah, hope here not. we go. A little hostage situation. <laughs> a hot take, that's a hot take right there. Sticky fingers. By the way, Tiger's going to win another major. There you go. There's the hot take I'm looking he for. How many? He'll win at least one more Masters. I think so, too. What? I think that's at the least, one he's going to win. Yep, at I least agree. one more Masters. Both of y'all, see, this is your radio days now. I'm going to need you to pee in a cup and take it to HR nah, before we can hire you. Why? Why do you think Tiger's going to win the Masters? Uh, He's won the, that event one time since they did the redo on it. Once. The redo. The, the course still plays basically the same. But anywho, he, it's, the golf course isn't going anywhere and he gets to play in it until they tell him he can't. So. Right. So Tiger's going to go up to the first tee with a walker. Or is he going to be one of them little riding buddies? Nice. Like he's one of the Walmart. <laughs> all, all that has to happen is a guy like that to just be somewhere remotely near the lead on the back nine That's Sunday. It. And I think that at a place like that is going to be where I, I would – he won't win another U.S. Open, I don't think, if they keep setting up the golf course like we saw this past week. True. That just completely handcuffs him. Um, because they, they didn't even – so Tiger got his hay – when he would in U.S. Opens, when he would spray it so far off into the people, and it was trampled down, <laughs> correct? And he could That's exactly get all that. Right. Well, they his miss was so big; they didn't have that option this past week. You you couldn't spray it into the people because they had them herded like little cattle back through the <laughs> of the the course that weren't really in play. Um, he could probably win an Open Championship if he's hitting the stinger. Yeah, I mean British Open, he'll maybe have a chance at. It depends. Uh, golf course wise, PGA, but Masters, I I'm think for you. sure. He's, no. I mean, he's one of the best putters you've ever seen in your entire life. True or false? True. He was, yes. It, he is, no. You know what? So, here's the hardest part about I'm a big Tiger fan. I love the dude to death. The dude we're talking about from 2000, from 99 through 2004. Or even the guy up to 2007 does not exist anymore. So was he the greatest putter I ever saw? Yes, he was. Is he the greatest putter right now on the PGA Tour? No. All Will right. he ever be again? Absolutely. No. Where does that go? First off, putting is so – I'm not going to say easy because that's an absurd term. But it's such a simple stroke. You you watched him struggle with the chipping You're so young. for a while, right? You, you, yes. you watched – everybody Correct. watched him with the chipping. Yes, and that's a more complex motion than the putting. Correct. And 
how good of a chipper is he right now? He's got that back. Fantastic. How, fantastic. So fantastic. you in, in a span of less than a year, he can go from a guy with the chipping yips to being, again, one of the best chippers in the world like he's always been. Yes. And you don't think he can even come remotely close to doing the same thing with a putter? Mm-mm. Oh, no. See, you're just irrational. Kyle. I'm not. I, I think it's he, not that I'm irrational. Are. It's you know what? I have a. a I'm you not, and Kelby Burton would get along great. <laughs> I, well, here's the problem. The problem is the one thing that you the one thing you don't get back is time. You don't. You can be old and still putt good. Really? Yes. Who does that? Tom Watson almost old won people, the Open Championship. They all putt almost. Good. And, and what did he miss? On he that, was in, he what was did he in. miss on the last hole? A three foot. And putt. Steve Stricker can't putt. A three foot. Can putt. Steve Stricker hey, still putt? How many majors Steve Stricker win? None. So he, can I, can how I, great does he put? I got majors. my hand raised, Colin. Bernhard longer. Just go ahead. Give awesome. Bernhard. So is Tiger going to a broomstick? No, I'm just saying. Where, where, where was Bernhard with the putter in his prime on but, when he was on tour or European tour? Okay, he's. When's the last PGA Tour event that Bernhard Langer won compared to his Champions the Tour? The point event? being is that Tiger, who's, he's gotten way better as age has gone on. You don't need your physical well, health to be able to putt correct. one. This guy's the best we've ever seen do it inside ten feet. That's still there. That didn't go used anywhere. To. He used to be, but it didn't go. It's still there. That's the same guy that had that talent from the time. Yes, and there's a hundred and thirty-two pound guy inside of me somewhere too. Oh, <laughs> guess who ain't showing up? Right? Like, come on, You're that's reality. Uh, that's okay, not okay. Here it's we go. Here's another, here's another example. Phil, Phil, right? One of the best putters we've ever seen. And then when he got <laughs> into his no, then when he got what? into his and when he got into his forties, he started to lose it. Struggle a bit, bit from inside five feet. A little bit. And then have you checked the putting stats this year? You know who's number one on the tour in putting? Phil's pretty good. All right, it's Phil. He's pretty so good. he's just turned 48. Perfect. And he went through his mid-40s a little putting. A little dicey. Right. And then now he's back because and that's he's getting older. But we're not it's, talking about... We're not talking about regular PGA Tour. I know, events. and Tiger's a better putter than Phil, so or was. Here's the, the thing: the we are not talking about regular PGA Tour events. I truly believe you, you don't think majors feel like another regular PGA Tour event to Tiger. Every I time mean, he tees it up, it's a full spectacle that's on him. If, if every single time he tees, you know it what? Up. If that was true, he wouldn't snap hook it left every time he steps on the tee at the Masters on number one. Yeah, how many Masters Green Jackets nerves. he won? Hey, he, done, he does, he does it all the time. That's all what he does. First off, you see all the people that hit it right on one. How that work out for him that's true <laughs> how did it work, it work out, out when he hit it left wesley you Roy's the see Roy's another one <laughs> hey, though oh, we could go through you're, you're uh, just wrong see never takes... let stats get in the way of a good opinion or fact ah, you're wrong hey wesley we appreciate it. your time absolutely you've been great yeah man uh, we, we're gonna get you now back you gotta on. we gotta come back now you're a player now. correspondent we've officially hired you yeah well hold on have you fired collins yet that's coming Oh, okay. That's coming. So we I'm going to I'm gonna co-host with... You, we need yeah, his, we need his that's Rolodex. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, can he at least be my subordinate out there? Yeah. Ab- oh, absolutely. All right, now, absolutely. What, how are you guys... I'm sitting right here while y'all got to negotiate Oh, we're aware this? that you're sitting right here. It's done. You're, yeah. You're, whatever you want. Hey, you get worse the older you get, so... That's true. You're going to go out, young. Collins. I know. Look at, two, look at the two young bucks over here. <laughs> I'm always going to be 127 pounds. You know what? We didn't even get to talk about your pants. Where are they? In the trash can Thank here you on very campus. Much. <laughs> wait, Mr. wait, Mr. what? Yeah, Mr. So Smarter Than Me decides he's going to whip out deodorant that's been in the car when it's 137 degrees. And, and it, then 
Well, what does that have to do with your pants? It ended exactly. up all on my pants as soon as I opened the top. Yes. And now I've got some ESPN branded sweatpants Where on Where right were now. you putting your deodorant? Like, <laughs> uh, well, I opened, I opened it. And it yeah. All right. See? Enjoyed it, guys. Well, that's right. Well, yeah, us right. young guys know much more than you old guys. Sure you do. What's that on your pants? Nothing. You got sweatpants. What do you mean the ESPN store doesn't sell shorts? Oh, that's <laughs> a good way to end it. The store doesn't wear shorts. Or doesn't sell shorts. Unbelievable. <laughs> Thanks, Wes. All right, see ya. All right, so I we like to peel back the curtain whenever we can with our job, and I will tell you after Wesley left studio, or after the mics were off, Caddy and Wesley went at it for another 20 minutes about and his Tiger. Boy, yeah. And, and of which you said even more asinine things about Matt, it. and his boy Matt was here too. Yeah, there was another Matt. It was yeah. Wesley. and they, Matt they were, Atkins, another pro golfer who was playing in, in the Travelers Championship And they well. came at you. Yeah. And they should have. No. Hey, here's what I'm going to let you do. Look, we just disagreed. We just dis- That's it. We just disagreed. Here's what I'm going to do. But they were just fervent. I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to go Live on a boat in the Caribbean for a week. That's so awesome. I wanted to ask you something. Yeah. Have you ever stayed in a hotel where you had to barricade the door before you tried to go to sleep? You know, and and I'm just going to come out and say this right now. We bogeyed there, and we'll we'll correct that because we'll get a follow-up to that. And I missed the follow-up. I don't know why he thought right when he checked in that he needed to barricade the door. And it's my fault for not. I've never stayed somewhere where the first thing I do is barricade myself in. Oh, I've been caddy hotels, man. There's there's been times. There's been times that first the first year of the Greenbrier. Why are you? Why, why didn't you sleep in your car at the tur- at the course? Because if you no, you you're not. Number one, we're not allowed to park at the course. You shouldn't be. So yeah, then how am I sleeping in the car there? Show up, get up, shut up, or keep up. <laughs> shut up stupid. See? Yeah. I can't show up if somebody kills me. <laughs> I would do that. That's true. See? So, so I your... will be shut up. So there's that, which You is guys nice. stayed at some pretty lesser hotels. The oh, caddies. Yeah. me and AJ. AJ was uh, caddying for Jeff Gove at the time, and I was caddying for Kevin Streelman. And we found this horrid hotel in at the Greenbrier in West Virginia. Ooh. And literally... AJ was falling asleep on the one bed and I was watching TV on the other and I look over because I thought I saw a movement and literally a bug was walking across the top of his forehead <laughs> as he started to fall asleep. And I was like, AJ, get up, man. There's a bug on your head. <laughs> and he went, what? And I was like, get up right now. And he got up and when he pulled the sheets down, there were more bugs uh, on the bed. Oh, So we run down to the front desk and they're like, yeah, it's not. It's not good. It's not okay. You got to do something. And then the girl goes, well, you know, we can, we can raid bomb the room and stuff. If you just want to stand outside for a couple of hours. Yeah, sure. And I'd love to go right back in. And what about all our stuff? Like that's getting raid bombed too. And she was just like, I don't, I don't know what else to tell y'all, but that's kind of all we can do here. And it was, there was, we had, to, we stayed in that same room. And for the rest of the week. What did this and room one cost? of the other like 20, hotels, pays for these rooms? Like there were gunshots. You would hear that a lot. There, I'll tell you this. You want to hear something? I, I, here's a hot take. Since Wesley before was talking about hot take, hot take, hot take. Here's a hot take. There are no caddies that are upset about Houston losing the tournament. Oh, if 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 the tournament never goes back to Houston, because it's not in Houston, it's in Humble. And where the caddies got to stay is in the UD. 
or as we normally say, hood. Because if there's an H, you say in the front. It's not humble. It's humble. So where the caddies got to stay is in the hood. And there were plenty of gunshots in the years that I caddied there. Should we start a movement for caddies to get treated more like people? I mean, I feel since we've got a podcast and you're a caddy, I think we should make a movement at some point. Trying to. All right. So when I get back from vacation, you get- You're going to be Tanner. I'm going to be much Tanner. But I want you to take the time while I'm out to rethink your tiger stance. We'll revisit that when I get back. Can you come back not as angry? I'm not angry today. What? I just cried you laughing. You know how hard you started out this show? How angry you were in the very beginning? Oh, about physically harming someone who does something stupid at a golf tournament? And you were holding the bat. I was holding the bat the entire See? time we interviewed Wesley. Yes. It was, it was a prop. I'm one of those people that there's a prop, I'm grabbing it. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's all it was. And The Sopranos is just the show. It's fiction. It was actually a landmark television program. We can get into that on some other episode. <laughs> uh, we appreciate the download. We appreciate the listen. As always, the social media channels at Maddie and Caddy. Maddie, M-A-T-T-Y, the word and, Caddy, C-A-D-D-I-E. That is both Instagram. It is both Twitter. Follow us on social media. We've had a great time with this so far. Thank you for the download, and we will be back next week with an audio. Ooh, maybe a special Something special coming on Maddie and the Caddy. Maybe a road trip. And we have a lost episode, too? Maybe. A road trip and a lost episode. Hot dog, man. You guys, thanks for coming on the ride with us. Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.